It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John. That guy who dropped the ball is the reason the Kardashians are famous Kardashians because... Are famous. Ha! Yeah, no, that's Mike Vrabel, a Stanley Steamer carpet cleaner, dude. You know, he'll steam over some of the shittiest carpets you've ever seen. And Brando. Talking bills with your family could be like talking politics sometimes if Tremaine Edmonds' contract comes into discussion. On Buffalo Rumblings. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my buddies, Pat and Brando. You can find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. We're part of the Buffalo Rumblings network of podcasts. Happy to be here with you guys. Heading into the Pro Bowl this weekend. Not much going on besides the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Yeah, I will be watching that. The Celebrity Pro-Am, maybe. They take the week off this week. A lot of the PGA Tour pros, because they go up next weekend. And then Live Golf comes back next weekend. But um, I want to see it doesn't say here on uh, Aaron Rodgers, Larry Fitzgerald, Eric Church, Darius Rucker, <laughs> Bill <they>? Murray, <laughs> Jason Bateman. Nice Michael Bluth. Oh, man. All these guys are doing it. So it's a day for the stars of golf. But if you think about it, the NHL is in their all-star weekend. Also, Pro yep. Bowl's on. We are down to the NBA, right? So, and it's middle of the season NBA. It's like the stars want to average their numbers and playoff spots aren't really on the line yet. So we're kind of in a lull. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no more Sabres games. Wednesday night's game was kind of a dud. Uh, we're actually recording this episode on Thursday, if you can believe it. We usually record yeah. Wednesdays, so I have uh, time to edit it. But uh, actually super funny. This one might be a little rough around the edges. Um, <laughs> I'm rushing through it. I was supposed to go to the Sabres game. That's why we moved the show. Um, I didn't, I didn't go. I didn't feel good at all last night. I got home from practice late and it was like, I think the game was at seven 30 and, and it was like seven o'clock and it was like, I was wiped and I'm like, we just went to bed, which stinks. Cause we probably could have done the show and I didn't even <laughs> think about it because I went right to bed, but it's all right. I was sitting there. I'm like, I hope it's not a good game. I hope it's not a good game. I hope it's not a good game. And then they go down one, nothing, two, nothing, three, nothing, three, one, Four one five one, and I was like, "Okay, I'm glad yeah. I didn't go." Yeah, it was a little yeah. rough. You didn't miss much, but so anyway, Bills made a new hire. Yes, they did. Uh, they made a change as the safeties coach, and they have hired Joe Dana coming over from the Houston Texans um, with 15 years of coaching experience. They uh, po- posted all of this at BuffaloBills.com, and he's coming from Houston, and then he's from uh, Culture of Winning over there. Jacksonville <laughs> after that. And also a culture of winning over there. And wait, I got even better. It's going to get even better. And We're then the uh, DB's coach for the Jets and Atlanta <laughs> Falcons. Um, so he's got that winning pedigree is what you're saying. Yes. He yes. seems to win wherever he goes. <laughs> the, the thing here says that he has coached Jalen Ramsey, AJ Bowie, DJ Hayden, and Darrell Revis even. Um, Damn. But this is interesting. Over or under the Texans defense, 15th over or under for Houston passing defense. Where do they rank in the league? I would hope that they were better than 15th. John? I would hope that they were better. I mean, logic would say no, they were probably in the bottom half of the league. But 
maybe, just maybe, they were always losing so bad that the other team just wanted to run the ball against them and run out the clock so they didn't rack up a bunch of passing yards. Here's your tip. They were tied with the New York Jets for the fewest passing touchdowns allowed in the regular season with 15 against. Did they have one of the worst rushing defenses? I don't have that information. I mean, Lovey Smith's a defensive coach. Yeah. So the Texans defense allowed the 10th fewest passing yards per game. It comes in at 209 and tied the Jets for the fewest passing touchdowns allowed. Wow. All right. And the Bills, it says here, uh, averaged six yards per pass attempt, which came in in fifth in the NFL, and they were ninth in the fewest passing touchdowns to opponents with 21 against their secondary with the injuries that we know that they had. Yeah, pre-injuries, the Bills were like always first in that category, like every single year. Very few passing touchdowns given up, you know, with Poyer and Hyde both in there. But who knows how that's going to look next year. You know, you're probably going to have a bunch of young guys. They probably want somebody really, really experienced with developing young guys. Um, I don't know this guy's resume that well, but if he's been in the league that long, he's probably developed a lot of young players. Um, so you're probably looking at drafting a safety too at this point, if not for depth, who knows what the starting two is going to be. Hopefully Micah is going to be back to hundred uh, percent at least. And then chances are Jordan Poyer's in Miami, unfortunately, but this is interesting because the guy before him, Jim Salgado. So he replaced Bobby Babbage, Jim Salgado replaced Babbage, who was here from 17 to 21. Jim got one year. Right, led a pretty good. Oh, I didn't even realize that because Bob Babbage's son coaches the linebackers. Yes, I also right? coached his kid in second grade basketball. Yeah, nice. Bobby Babbage. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> funny story, but exotic dancer. No, YMCA second grade basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but they obviously didn't like the job that he did. Somebody had to fall on the sword, right, for the defensive actions. <laughs> I don't know if it's as satisfying to have your uh, your safeties coach fall on the sword. Not that we would want anybody to fall on the sword, but I mean, how are you guys feeling about the coordinators, you know, like a week and a half removed now? Has it has it changed at all for you guys or you guys still feel the same way you did after after the game? Well, I'm trying to look up here. Who is the oldest defensive coordinator in the NFL? <laughs> if it makes you feel better, Vic Fangio is 64 years old and Frazier's only 63 years old. So it's not Leslie Frazier. It's Bill Belichick. He's a, he's probably the oldest. Well, defensive. I mean, I, I, he's Sean, not a defensive coordinator. Pete though. Carroll is Pete Carroll defense or offense? He's a head coach. We're talking like coordinator. I remember there were some old guys like LeBeau, Dom Capers. I don't know. It's just uh, I mean, we'll see. There'll be different personnel, so I guess you know we'll know for sure. It's hard. That's hard. And there's a lot of as much as I want to hate on Leslie Frazier and say that you know we invested all these resources in defensive linemen and you know the whole modus operandi was to be able to just have four guys go and not have to bring that extra linebacker safety you know maybe it is a personnel issue hopefully it's a personnel issue like i I pray it's a personnel issue so (laughs) maybe (laughs) i hope i pray that's where we're at right (laughs) uh i don't know we i i thought about this today and bruce nolan from buffalo rumblings had a nice tweet i don't know if you saw this about like who you're replacing him with, but not even that is that he's the assistant to the head coach and 
keeping him. <laughs> I think he's the uh, the assistant, assistant head, coach. head coach. I think, I think we're having an office. Yeah, like, oh, Dwight office moment. Let me look it yeah. up exactly so I know. Exactly. He's, he's, I, he's, I think he's definitely head coach. assistant head coach. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. So the <laughs> assistant head coach, but. He's his right-hand man, right? That's what he says. He isn't just the DC assistant head coach, McDermott's right-hand man. It's more than just defensive structure and play calling that you would be replacing if you had to do that. And I always like they say that on WGR, you can fire him, but who are you going to get instead to lead this defensive minded head coach's football team? He knows what he wants done. And Leslie Frazier's the guy to do it. So I saw these stats from Aaron Quinn. He did this on Twitter. It was super interesting. That's where I had the ages. And it talks a lot about their DVOAs as DCs and head coaches. So Vic Mangio, 22 years, he has been a defensive coordinator or a head coach in the NFL. Guess how many top 10 defenses that he has had out of 22? Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 10. Less. Five. Seven. More. Six. <laughs> Guess how many bottom 10 defenses he's had? 10. 15. Nine. Okay. <laughs> his... His average for his career per season, when you average them all up, is 17th. So an extremely average defense, slightly below average. Leslie Frazier has six top 10 defenses out of 14 years, but he only has one bottom 10 defense in his career. So the floor is obviously higher and the ceiling is... Also Obviously higher. higher as well. It's 42% <laughs> compared to 27%. So he's just a better coach. So right? he's living on the apartment above Vic Fangio is what you're yes. saying. His average DVO they, DVOA for 14 seasons, though, is 12th, which is just, you know, just outside the top 10. But you're looking at some bad Vikings teams, right? Bad right. quarterbacks on those Vikings teams. Makes you think what is going to happen here because... I like the way this team has shaped into form as an offensive powerhouse with the defensive minds at the helm, but something's obviously not right. Well, also I feel like that's kind of a a slippery slope of an argument to say, because that's something someone in an abusive relationship would tell someone when they didn't want them to leave. Like, go ahead. Are you going to find someone better than me? You know what I mean? I'm not saying, like we said, we're all on team Leslie here. I just feel like that's not the right, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, but it, it's the NFL. You know, I'm not dating this guy. I get what you're saying, but it's like somebody's going to have to do his job. It's not like you can be single, right? Like he has to be replaced. <laughs> right. he, he doesn't That's get to be single. <laughs> just roll with no defensive coordinator. We're 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 taking back our independence as a football team. The are you saying that, the Patriots? Though. The Patriots fucking cut ties with Bill Parcells after he took him to a Super Bowl two years prior. Well, like, the whole thing, Dan Quinn. It's it's not unprecedented to be kicked out two years after. I mean, look at the Doug Peterson. Look at yeah, Ron Rivera, Doug Peterson. All of these guys, I mean, they the, the, made Super The Eagles Bowls. recovered pretty well. So, I mean, I don't well, know. Well, Nick Sariani, Western New York native, carrying the helm up there. But it's it's just like somebody's got to be there. And, 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 and your rebuttal to that is you cut Frazier and McDermott calls the plays, which we saw him do that maybe two times in his career. Take the plays over from Frazier because he's pissed. And it went well. And it went well. Yeah, you're right. It did. It did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how that goes this season. Would you want, what would you do? Would you, would you prefer McDermott to call the plays? Sorry. I, I think this is interesting. I was thinking about this in the car the other day. Like, do you want to have McDermott call the defensive plays? I don't know. I, I just, I don't know enough about what goes on. Yes, we have seen it be successful, but that's just because they needed to change a pace at that time. They were in a rut. Um, but who knows? I mean, if they go back and watch the tape of this playoff game and McDermott doesn't like what Frazier was calling or his, you know, his patterns. And obviously, you know, you don't have Poyer and Hyde back there disguising stuff as well as they always do. I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell. I, I have faith that they'll make the right decision though, at least, or at least hope. You try, you hope, right? That's we all we do, do as Bills fans. Right. Hopefully it's a personnel issue, but like Sean McDermott says, most important scouting is self scouting, so I'm sure they'll they'll do some some soul searching, watching some tape. Yeah, oh show. Like we hope they would have after 13 seconds, but uh, <laughs> I felt like I just I think mean, at some point, like you got to take accountability and nut up, and you're like, there's no excuses if you're the head coach calling the play. Yeah. All right. Well, I got a quick topic for us if we got time before Brando's bets, which it looks like we do. So my dad sent me this text, and I thought it was pretty funny. He said, I'm in Ohio this week for work. I'm at the go-to bar and grill for dinner and seeing Brady retires going across the screen. Does DraftKings have a prop bet on how many days before he's not? <laughs> and I was like, Tom, you know, I, I laugh, but seriously though, what are the chances that Brady's actually retired for real? Like, what do you, what I think do you put it's it at? It's a it's hundred percent. Okay. Let me phrase it differently for you then, Brandon. What odds would someone have to offer you for you to place a bet that he comes back and plays at least one snap next year or, or ends up somewhere in training camp and even just tries to ends get up to somewhere in training camp. Well, you got to remember he's going to make $40 million a year next year. Well, in broadcasting like, or, or yeah. with yeah. yeah broadcasting, but that's so. always there for him too. Like the, the way that deal is written out, he can join them any year he wants to as, yeah. as soon as he retires. So, but I don't think he's going to turn that down, especially with Tony Romo fading. Right. And you got he, tur- he turned it down this year. Yeah. Also, Tony and Romo's on what? CBS. Guess so what it cost his, him. Not only did it cost him. Tom, 20, Tom Brady. Tom Brady would be taking over Greg Olson's spot on Fox. Not on, why, why not is Tony on Romo fading? What's wrong? What do you have against Tony? I don't, I, I don't have anything. I just, I don't really listen to him, but I've been watching Twitter and Twitter's ripping him up. 
Oh my God. Yeah. It's uh, the funniest thing I saw in Tony Romo was a graph of Bitcoin and somebody had renamed it the popularity, the rise and fall of Tony Romo. <laughs> like, That's cause funny. Tony Romo was always this like amazing predictive commentator. And now, prodigy. now, now he's just like, he's just got these things that he does that, and he, he's not as like his predictions don't come true as often. And he's like, uh, Jim, yeah, Jim. <laughs> you know, he's always talking like that. He's always got something to this point. <laughs> I don't dislike him, but I read an article on it today and they said that because the guys that he was play calling for or game planning for when he got to the play call, it just was able to come easier for him. And these players aren't in the league anymore. They're different coaches. They're different players, the personnel and everything's different than what he was studying for. So the game might have already passed him. It's only been six years, but also I read that CBS had like an intervention with him last year and tried to teach him how to prepare for games as an analyst instead of as a quarterback. And oh, you so they really ruined him. They ruined him. So, yeah, I mean, they said it looks like there's no <laughs> is this the Is this the David Culley to Josh Allen thing going on here? Like, I guess so. I don't know. What's, what's a better metaphor for that? Ruined by know. coach. Who was, what, what oh, player was by, ruined by coach? Oh, Carr. Showed it was Carr. Derek Carr? The, no, the, David Carr. David Carr. David he was Carr. Like, he was shell-shocked, they called it. They sacked him 57 yeah. times or something his rookie year. But I don't know. I just think it's so funny. I don't think he's coming back. He's got forty million on the table. He he what? He made twenty five million dollars this year instead of forty playing yeah. football on an eight win football team and got a divorce over it. His marriage was worth eight wins. Yeah, that's it. That's what it was worth to him. And Tom's got kids, man. Come on, he's got three kids that he doesn't even live with. They they live in the same state now, finally. But he's got a baby mama that has another kid that Giselle is taking care of while he's even playing football. Wait, Tom, so Tom has a baby mom's. He has two kids from Giselle and one from this other woman from when he was in New England. Like it was like he's he might be he's the oldest of the. Children, he was the one that was golfing with him, wasn't he? I don't know. I don't know. It's from Man in the Arena. They talk about it a lot on that one. Um, but again, you'll this never guy get, you'll left never his, get me to watch Man in Arena. In the it's arena. good. It's very you'll good. You'll never what, get me to watch it. it. I won't. It's a documentary on Tom Brady on ESPN Plus. It's a very, very uh, good documentary. Barf. It's, it's like, like ten parts because the guy's a fucking yeah. bag. But uh, <laughs> the. I mean, yeah, here's, I mean, here's he the left other his angle fan. to it. You know, you're you're right about the whole divorce thing too. Because before 29 million, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at. First of all, but. He's also has a combined income where his wife makes more than he does. And now, now he's a, he's a single dad. Got to bring in that extra income. You know, he's probably, does he though? Probably, does he? Probably got to pay he? child support. Got to pay does for dates. He? But do you think he has to pay does he child need support? Extra income? Does Tom Brady need extra income? <laughs> I'm just kidding around. No, he's probably set for life. But I, I hope for his family's sake that he stays retired though, because I feel like there's only so much that, I don't know. And I'm, I'm sitting here with no like family of my own other than my parents and my sister, God bless. But like, I just feel like there's only so much that, you know what I mean? It, it, he'll never get those years back. Like not to sound like, you know, whatever. Someone it's on intervention so true, or Dr. Man. Bill, these these like, kids are never going to be kids again. Like you got, I, if I were Tom, I could, I could definitely understand. I mean, what else does he have to prove? Really? I mean, he played as many years as what's his face. Nolan Ryan, like, yeah. So I don't know. I just, I don't know how I could be an analyst after playing for 23 years. Like Bill Walsh, I read this, Bill Walsh and Joe Montana all flamed out as yep. producers or as analysts. Or commentators, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Um, 
safe to say I will be getting full use of my mute button whenever I have to watch an NFL game on Fox where he's the commentator. Do you think he'll be good? No, I, I, don't, I don't think, think he will be. be. Good. I think, I think it'll Peyton be very Manning, condescending. I, I think Peyton Manning would have made a great commentator, but well, he he's, does. Got, he does. He's, he's got other things going on. You know, the he's got his own freaking broadcast. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. That's funny. Thinking about it like that. Not only does Peyton Manning, the only really other quarterback that you could argue is better or than Brady is Manning, but he's going to be a better broadcaster too. Like it's just the Super Bowl rings is the Trump card as Bulldog on the radio call to say, he's like, it's the flying move off the top rope in a wrestling match to end all arguments about him. Seven Super Bowls. He's got one more ring than any other franchise. He's got more rings himself than any NFL franchise. That's crazy. One six with, you know, New England. And that's how many New England has. And one with Tampa Bay. Just to one up him. That's just, that's just, that's nuts. I hate it. Anyway, back to being Bills fans. But Breno, do you got some, uh, you got a bet for us real quick? Um, Yes. Just on the NBA this weekend. Just to uh, give those those degenerates something to uh, put into DraftKings. Yes. NBA betting is fun. All right. I like NBA betting. The parodies less. Good teams win more. You know, it's not as lucky averages. We like betting basketball. So I got three for Friday night. The night, the day this show comes out, I got Boston Celtics over Phoenix Suns. I got Sixers over Spurs and I got Raptors over Rockets. So I'm going to parlay that coming in at plus 114. So plus money for three big time favorites on Friday night. And that's Brando's bet of the week. (laughs) 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 Can't even say that seriously. But yeah, Uh, check it out. Make some extra money. Hopefully it's not financial advice. But if we win. Yep. Sweet. Exactly. All right. That's going to do it for this one. Thanks for joining us for just a little shorty here. Uh, We'll have more next week with the Super Bowl coming up. We'll make some game picks. We'll have some much better. I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to talk down to the bets we have today, but we'll, some Super Bowl bets will be a little bit more exciting. I feel like, I mean, am I wrong? I, I, (laughs) I like winning bets. I don't care how entertaining they are. They're entertaining to me if they win. Sure. All right, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next Wednesday taking a look ahead to the Super Bowl and uh, other stuff. So uh, yeah, until next time, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.